years old when John Lennon died. Welcome back to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. In our next segment, Bakken Housing, we talk with Dr. Nancy Hoder, Assistant Research Professor for NDSU. She's with the Department of Agribusiness and Applied Economics. This interview is brought to you by Montana RigMat. Better mats, better prices. For more information on Montana RigMat, visit their website at www.mtrigmat.com or visit our website. We have their information linked up. Montana RigMat, better mats, better prices. And now, back to our interview with Dr. Nancy Hoder, Assistant Research Professor at North Dakota State University. Nancy Hoder, North Dakota State University. You are a speaker here. What, what did you speak on? Well, I talked about the uh, latest research initiative that we are just uh, kicking off. My colleague Dean Bankson and I are getting ready to start a major uh, primary data collection effort to take a look at uh, the workforce. We want to examine uh, employment patterns, you know, what portion of that workforce is, is uh, rotating in and out every two weeks, what portion is, uh, is a resident workforce, uh, what portion is, uh, is just has inherently high turnover, maybe because it's a really hard job, uh, or it's a, a young employee that, that just doesn't stick around very long. Um, we want to try and find out if there's people that do want to move here and be residents. Uh, you know, what are those impediments? What are their intentions? You know, what do they want to do? What don't they want to do? And, uh, and then the people that could use this information, the communities, now they know what to build. They know what services they need to provide. They know what kind of infrastructure they need to provide. Businesses are looking for uh, a stable workforce. They don't want all that turnover. They don't want to train and retrain. So anything we can do to try and shed some light on what this workforce looks like, uh, descriptively in terms of demographics and also in terms of what their uh, their their uh, perceptions are, uh, what their what cons- what kind of constraints they have facing them. So it's a, it's a pretty major effort, and we're just in the process of scoping it out right now. Now, a previous study you did was on housing, was that right? Yes, we have done been doing employment, housing, and population projections for the last uh, about three years. We recently updated those numbers with some new information about uh, about what uh, the uh, revised consensus is in terms of the number of wells, wells and the number of rigs that we're going to have in the basin. Uh, so we those numbers have come out through a number of Vision West webinars, and we will be publishing that, that information oh, here in the coming months, too. So we've updated our housing, uh, employment, and population projections. And um, when it comes to the wells, is it are, are you able to disclose that information yet? Uh, I think what it, basically it, what we did is our revisions went up. Uh, and I think as you talk and you listen to the experts here that are the experts in the geology with the what they're finding and the evolution in the technology is that in the course of about a year's time uh, we went from thinking the common consensus was maybe about oh, 45,000 wells at the end of the day maybe looking more like at 55,000 and again it's a moving target the te- technology is evolving uh, the economics are evolving the geology the understanding of the geology is evolving so you know you just need to keep revisiting and updating. Uh, when it comes to some of the jobs in the workforce, I just got back from uh, Las Vegas visiting some family, visiting with some people that live there, and they got 15,000, 20,000 kids graduating. And there's no jobs in Las Vegas for any of these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they were talking about the oil patch. One of the guys said, um, I wish my kid would go out there. They got more regimen than the Army. The other one said, um, I wish my kid would go out there because they could make $100,000 and not spend $100,000 on school. Sorry, NDSU professor. Uh, what do you make of that when, when you're starting to hear parents talk about the kids going to North Dakota to work? rather than going to the Army. I mean, that's quite a comparison. Well, I, you know, as I started off my presentation issue yesterday, we've got a workforce problem in the state right now. Uh, and, and we got 25,000 unfilled jobs. And at the same time, we still have, uh, we still have housing issues uh, in Western North Dakota. So, and, and housing markets are tight all over the state. So this workforce issue, uh, while our current study is, uh, is related to Western North Dakota, you know, we've got a workforce issue all across the state. We've got a very, very strong economy. So, yeah, we're, we're going to see people that are saying, yeah, you need to go to North Dakota and get a job. But at the same time, they need to go to North Dakota. They need to know where they're going to land. They need to know where they're going to stay. And I guess some of those characterizations, oh, no, it's worse than the Army, those kinds of anecdotal stories, I, you know, they're, they're out there, but I don't, I don't put a whole lot of credence into it. We, we know North Dakota is, it's a, you know, it's a busy place, but it's a good place. What are your observations over the past year? We spoke about a year ago, and uh, now we're speaking. Uh, what evolutionary observations have you made out here in, um, just say, North Dakota in general? Well, since we finished up the, the population work, I have not spent as much time in western North Dakota as I had been when we, when we spoke previously. Uh, but we're getting ready to kick off. I think that the pace has slowed. I mean, you can get a hotel room now. There are some some uh, housing available. It's still expensive. Um, I think the like I said, the pace is is moderating a little bit. But yet we're still behind. You know, we're we're we still don't have. Uh, we still don't have appropriate housing. They're still trying to build infrastructure as fast as they can. We still have a long ways to go until we say it's all good. Just just kind of your final thoughts, uh, what you want the listeners, the readers uh, to, to remember, to take away from uh, what you can represent, what you can educate on the bottom. Well, I think what, you know, what my job is and what I try and do is we try and do the applied research in a scientific manner that, that brings some facts to decision makers, to industry, to communities. You know, we try and quantify this stuff so everybody's got some, some real life information that, that, that they can use. Otherwise, we're guessing and using preconceived notions. And, and so my goal is to try and bring some information, bring some data, bring some analysis, and, and, and information that's transparent, that can be used to make solid decisions so we know what to build, how to build it, um, and, and we can manage the, the development challenges associated with this booming economy. Nancy, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you. And that was Dr. Nancy Hoder, Assistant Research Professor at North Dakota State University. To listen to the full-length interview or other features on Bakken Housing, visit our website, buildingthebakken.com. And that interview was brought to you by Montana Rigmat. Better mats, better prices. For more information, visit their website at www.m trigmat.com or visit buildingthebakken.com where we have their information linked up. And I was two years old when John Lennon died. Miss part of the show? Log on to buildingthebakken.com for past shows and interviews. Since 
1979, MBI Energy Services has committed to responsibly growing with today's oil and gas industry by providing proven experience, strategic locations, and integrated services. MBI Energy Services is well established, and its innovation in safety and excellent customer service is what truly makes MBI Energy Services the oil field service professionals. MBI Energy Services, the cutting edge in oil field safety solutions. Learn more at mbienergyservices.com. Change happens no matter whether somebody gets oil or not. Mm -hmm. well, all the stories my dad taught to me She taught me again I, me personally, he said, I do well in my business and I have minerals, but I'd personally not like to see this come. And I said, you know what, Every, it, it may not be as bad as you think. It she taught me well and she taught me right. She taught me how to see. And so I, you know, swerved for the ditch. Um, I ended up with... Uh, I don't remember how many broken ribs, you know, my lung collapsed, I'm, you know, uh, broke my wrist, broke my shoulder, broke a vertebrae, my foot, my knee, my, um, but my kids were all with me. And we'll never fall too far away, and never be away too long. But then I understand where ranchers are coming from now that I do ranch it too, where it's frustrating when you got them going through their land, the pipelines. And, um, We've got roughly 2,100 people homeless in North Dakota, about 1,400 of them unsheltered. She told me about a long, long road. I have to walk down. So he kicked his window out and he jumped out and he ran to stop this truck that I had hit. There'd be no one to take my place. No one to wear this crown. He gets out in the ditch and he ran in front of the truck and he's waving and screaming and yelling. She told me about the strength that I need and where it could be found. He jumped up on the running board of the truck and he was like, help, help, mom needs help, call 911. And the guy like turned his head away from him. Treat everybody right. The way you'd want be. If you're not sharing, then I'm not gonna work with you because I won't accomplish my dream, right? And never be away too long. And never go. The greatness of this country was the fact that we had great leaders and now there's pressure on people to win, get money, do this, cut the system down, the Bernie Madoffs, blah, 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 goes on. We've lost our moral compass. Honestly, we all work for money, you know, so I, I went out there for the money. If you find yourself out there, just remember, you can always come home crazy, it's dangerous, and I honestly, I mean, it's going to be a long time before I let my kids drive on those roads. It's not the same as when we grew up. 